just like to welcome you to our podcast at the Aspen Chapel Hill. We're having a special service today of naming. We're going to be um, taking Sarah as she changes his name into Michael. And we're going to have a message about the nature of naming. If you want to see the ceremony itself, you can see that on the website. Thank you. Okay, so I want to talk a bit about naming. What does that mean, naming? I mean, we often take our names for granted. You know, they're just something that are, 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 they're givens. For most part, we don't choose them. And unless we have, you know, a very odd name, we just get along with them. I remember when we, when we were naming Samuel. I don't know why I'm whispering because you can hear it on the speaker downstairs. But when I was naming, we were naming Samuel, we came up with all sorts of ideas. We thought of calling him Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> and Tennyson... <laughs> And I think he's happy with uh, Samuel. Uh, also, a great, I don't know if you've seen that old 70s or 80s film, The Lost Boys. There's a great film, Lost Boys. And, and, and during that, there are all these kids are introducing themselves to each other. It's sort of play on, on, on um, Peter Pan with vampirism. But, you know, you have to see the film to understand where that goes. And they're in a room and they're, they're naming themselves. They say, you know, what's your name? So, oh, my name's David. Sam, Edgar, and the, the girl in Barish says, my name's Star, hippie parents. And, <laughs> and, you know, you get the name that, you know, your parents give you. So what business do we have in changing our names? And why should we be involved with Sarah becoming Michael? Well, biblically, always good to say that word in a sermon, biblically, there are plenty of precedents. Saul became Paul. Simon became Peter, Jacob became Israel, Abram became Abraham, and Sarai became Sarah. Because in those times, your name reflected the essence of who you were. The names actually meant something. It reflected the very nature of the essence of who you were. The word Abram means father in Hebrew. And Abraham means father of many. So that's, that's why his name was changed. Abraham became the founder of the Jewish nation and he became father of many. Jacob means holder of the heel. Because Jacob, when he was born, he was a twin of Isaac. So when he came out, he's supposed to come out just after Esau, holding Esau's heel. And so he was known as Jacob, which means holder of the heel. And Israel, who he turned into, means struggles with God. And that reflects his wrestle with the angel that permanently changed him. He became Israel when he, you know, Jacob's ladder and all that sort of business. And he wrestled with the angel and that changed him. Simon became Peter, Petros, the rock upon which Jesus built the church. And Saul, which is a Jewish name, became Paul, symbolizing his, which is a Roman name, symbolizing his going out to the Romans, going out uh, to the Gentiles, the non-Jews. And incidentally, the name Jesus, because I'm sure you want to know this, comes from the shortening of Joshua, which means to rescue, to deliver, or to make safe. That's what the name Jesus means. So names do have meanings, and we know that because there are endless books and things on the internet that tells you what your name means if you sort of want to look it up. And, and that's the, the nature of it. And we are also biblically asked to name things. 
it's an impetus to us. If you look in Genesis, it says, Out of the ground, God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the sky, and brought them to man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called the living creature, that was his name. The man gave names to all the cattle, the birds of the sky, and every beast of the field. So we are asked to name things. Naming, in a sense, is a form of judgment. We sum up something and we judge it and then we give it a name. As we all know, that's not always positive. I don't know here, but at our school in England, there were two things we were warned about. One was touching other people's property, which is a euphemism for stealing, touching other people's property. The other one was name-calling. You know, that was a pejorative thing. You, weren't, you, know, you didn't want children to involve in name-calling. You know, we use naming to both build people up, and we also use naming to reduce people. By naming someone in a pejorative way, we attempt to demean them. We call them names. You know, the old thing, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, but they do. So in naming something or someone, we are in effect putting them into a, one particular box or another. And we can trap people in a box. So our names definitely are part of what defines us. And we use names as a signpost for many things. And I think gender is one of them. In fact, there's a line linking the idea, you know, the idea of us using naming as as a way of uh, uh, defining gender. There's an idea of thinking that gender itself is a social construct. According to this view, society and culture create gender roles, and these roles are prescribed as ideal or appropriate for a person of that specific gender. And some argue that the differences in behavior between men and women are entirely social conventions, whereas there is also a view that that behavior is induced by universal biological factors to some extent, with social conventions having a major effect on gendered behavior. And you can see that, you know, in the color that advertisements use to advertise to boys and girls. You know, it's very pink for girls and very blue for boys. And, you know, you can always tell in a pram what it is, whether it's a boy or a girl, because it's either dressed in blue or pink. And, you know, that's now got more and more these days. You know, very early on that happens. You know, blue for boy, pink for girls, dolls for girls, guns for boys. And, you know, very quickly we are delineating, you know, if I said the word cookery, you know, you can think of what gender that would bring up. And there are lots of different activities and lots of different things where that's involved. Those are extremes. But from early on, we do tend to impose our ideas of genders on those around us. And the idea that reality is produced, and I, I like this, the idea that reality is produced collaboratively by a community of knowers. That's how we come to, to create ideas. Uh, idea of reality is produced collaboratively by a community of knowers. And because of what we think we know, we want to impose that re- reality on others. We are a community of knowers. We have certain ideas about the way things are. And out of that knowing, we impose it on others. So when someone comes along and says, I'm not Sarah, I'm Michael, our reaction is dependent upon what we believe about the name Sarah, 
and what we believe about the name Michael. Both names have realities produced by, produced collaboratively by a community of knowers. Our ideas about those two names are produced collaboratively by us, the community of knowers. When in fact, the person that really knows the reality that's being dealt with is the person who's actually experiencing it from the inside. Not those of us that want to impose our ideas from the outside. So when someone wants to change their name, they're not really, you know, they're really asking us, they're really asking us to recognize the change of essence that's going on within them. You know, in monasteries today, it's still customary to change your name when you become life professed, when you, when you join for life. Joe Roberts might become Brother Pascal, or Emily Struthers might become Sister Claire. And you can also see it in popes. Georges Mario Bergoglioli, which is difficult to say, <laughs> became Pope Francis on March the 13th, 2013. And that change of name denotes the change in essence of the expression of that human being, his nature. And We as a community recognize that change of essence by recognizing the change of name. And we are here today, all of us, as a community to support Michael in who he is becoming. He is one of us. He was brought up here. He went to Tuesday school here at the chapel. And as he's grown, so he's become clearer about the way he wishes to express himself and be known. And as a community, we are here to love you and support you in doing that. And that is why we are having this ritual of naming. It is us saying to Michael, we recognize you, we love you, and we support you. But how do you choose a name anyway? If you're choosing to express yourself... Rami Shapiro was here last weekend. It's always good to have a guru around so you can sort of test your ideas with him. Oh, Rami, what do you think of this? You know, <laughs> so I have to mention, I knew this was coming up. Uh, and I said, hey, how do you, t- you know, change your name? And, uh, and Rami told me that he had to do it. Um, he'd been studying to become a Hindu initiate. And if you know, you know that, that was something that Rami was doing once in his life. And he was told he had to change his name. Uh, not, not permanently, but you know, he had to take on the Hindu initiate name. And he said, oh, how do I do that? And they said to him, you know, the Hindu said to him, well, it will come to you in a dream. And Rami thought, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, that night, he was very skeptical. And that night, amazingly, he went to bed, he went to sleep, and he had a dream. And this sort of Hindu god Ganesh, who's the elephant thing, god, came to him and told him what his name was. And he said that was an amazing thing. And the amazing thing is that when I was talking to Michael, you know, preparing for this, I asked him how he'd, you know, chosen his name. And he told me, you guessed it, that his new name came to him in a dream. And, you know, the archangel Michael came to him and said to him, you know, you will be called Michael. And I thought that was pretty amazing, you know, that just the the two things together. And, and I told Rami this, and, and, and Rami told me that Michael 
I don't think there's Michael. Michael actually means who is like God. Not in the sense of, you know, this person is like God, but who is like God, implying that nothing is like God. Who is like God? Implying nothing is like God, because God cannot be categorized as one thing or another, because God is nothing. There is no categorization. And to me, that's what we're giving Michael, freedom from non-categorization, freedom to be who he wants to be on his terms and loved for it by all of us. So what I'd like to do, first of all, is to invite um, Bob and, and uh, to come up. You want to say a few words, Bob? First of all, Bob uh, is uh, Michael's dad, and I think Bob's going to come and say a few words. Thank you. Uh, first of all, yeah. Thank you very much for your kind words. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for sharing in this naming ceremony for Michael. We're very honored to have our whole family here to be present for it. Michael, we're proud of you for being true to your authentic self and making this transition that reflects who you really want to be. We know that the road to this point has had its ups and downs and that there will be many more in the future as you help others understand your life. We believe your journey will be easier with the love and support from us, your parents, your family, and this and all your communities. Use your wisdom to face your challenges with strength and confidence and remember to accept your successes with humility. Steve Jobs said something that was pertinent in this regard. He said, your time is limited. So don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your inner voice. And most importantly, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. Michael, you've had the courage to follow your heart and intuition to become your true self. You show the same wonderful spirit and soul as you had before and are now free to express it via the gender you truly identify as. You are ready for new adventures, lessons, and tackling the good work of your life's journey. Use the love and support of this community and all the networks you develop to flourish and help the world become a better place. We wish you a lot of love. Oh, thank you, Bob. Okay. And I think, Kiki, you're going to come up and say something. Is that right? Kiki's Michael's sister. Yep. Um, So I'm actually going to be reading... Sorry. I'm actually going to be reading an email from um, Michael's godfather, um, Eric Wilson. So, to my incredible godson... No, I am standing proudly with you here in Seattle, along with Aunt Kathy, Jack, Alex, and Lindsay. I've always loved and admired the quiet, tender soul of Sarah, and now Michael. And I have wondered and worried about what stirs in your quiet place. Now, we know better. You have courageously shared that in becoming true to yourself. As your aging godfather and Uncle E, I will only say that with every passing year, all of us keep becoming more of who we are. It keeps on happening, and that's a gift. 
I'm just thrilled that you seized who you are early in your life. And I can't wait to see you become even more of yourself. For me, you are kind, loving, and sharing with unwavering conviction to fairness and justice. That transcends all and is even more authentic in Michael. Don't you dare laugh at me. <laughs> I am blessed to have you in my life. We all are. In gratitude and celebration of you, Michael. And, um, sorry, just a word um, as a uh, as a sister. Um, I have never seen you look lighter or happier. And I'm so proud of you. And I hope that you remain to be as happy as you are now. Love you a lot. Thank you, Kiki. That's great. Thank you. I'm just going to move this out of the way now. There we are. And I'm going to invite uh, Michael to come up, and also Bob and, and, and Carolyn. Oh, they're all blubbing now, so, uh, which is good. Michael, why don't you come up uh, there? So I'll just give you a microphone, uh, uh, Michael. And just, you know, lovely to have you here. Just, I want to, you know, what led you to want to change your name in this ceremony at the chapel, Michael? Um, I mean, my name change is as much of a part of my family as it is a part of the community. I've spent 20 years in Aspen, and I know so many faces here, and it's just, it's not just my moment, it's our community moment. Like, we're here together as a community, and I wouldn't be able to be here today and be able to tell you that I am Michael without this love and support that I've received from all of you as a community. So thank you. Thank you very much, Michael. Great. Now, you're going to need your service sheets, you guys, because we're now going to go through the ritual. You've got yours, have you? That's fantastic. So, needless to say, this was not in the Book of Common Prayer. (laughs) So, So you make of it what you will. (laughs) <laughs> we had to really start from the beginning. So we're going to say some, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to say some prayers uh, uh, for Michael. And then just part the, uh, the Glay family for a moment. And at the back here, those of you that are here for our Father's Day uh, event, you remember we gave all the men stones. And these are the stones. There's still some that you haven't picked up, by the way, some of you men. So do come pick up. So, but Michael has made his own stone. And what we're going to do is we're going to use this stone in the ritual. And in the middle of the ritual, we're going to pass this stone round. And each of you, to hold it for a moment and then pass it to the next person. And just say a prayer into the stone. There'll be some nice music playing while that's happening. So you won't be there, but it'll be about five minutes. You've got about three seconds per stone, I think, person. So <laughs> otherwise, it'll be like... <sighs> so that's what that stone. So Michael's actually much better than anybody else, I have to say, the other men, has made the, has decorated his own stone. So that'll be a part of that. And then at the back of it, you'll see when it comes to it, there's a bit where I say, by what name do you want to be known? And Bob and Carolyn say the name should be Michael. Uh, Michael says, my name is Michael. Then you will say, your name shall be Michael. And that's, you'll see where that comes up. Okay, are we ready? Good. Great spirit, in baptism, you bring us to new life. We give you thanks for the renewal of that life and love in Sarah Eugenie, who now takes on the new name, Michael. Strengthen and uphold him 
as he grows in the power and authority and meaning of this name, Michael. We pray this in the name of all names, that unnameable spirit of all life. Let us pray. We pray for your servant, Michael, and give thanks for the journey and awakening that have brought him to this moment, for his place amongst us and for his gifts and his calling to serve you. O God, in renaming your servants, Abraham, Sarah, Jacob, Peter, and Paul, you gave them new lives and new tasks, new love and new hope. We now hold before you our companion. Bless him with a new measure of grace as he takes this new name, Michael. Write him again in your heart and on the hearts of all who know him. So, We lift this stone from the stream bed of living waters and offer it to this man for every joy that has welled up within him, all the love that he's received and every message of support that he has been given and for every pain hidden from view, for every secret shame buried in darkness and for every untold story of regret and alienation. We offer this stone and our prayers to be his rock, both in good times and in bad. Now I'm going to pass the stone around, starting with Bob, and we're going to hear some lovely music. And when you pass the stone to Heather, you can sit down and we'll then resume when the music has finished. Where are we? We'll move the stone as quickly as you can now. So uh, have to hurry, as they always say on these... uh, Shows. And while we're doing that, let's get uh, the family up as well again. And uh, Kiki, why can't you join us as well? So there we are. And um, stone's just coming. I shall now commentate on the stone. Where are we? There we are. <laughs> Think of your prayer beforehand and then just sort of transmit it <laughs> in that moment. Know that the prayer will just uh, happen. There we are. BB, through. there we are. There we are. Fantastic. That's good. Good. I try and get all the names right, but I, I, that's good. Fantastic. Good. I could ask you some more questions, but I probably won't because you wouldn't <laughs> want to answer them. I could ask you some more questions, but I won't. So now uh, what we're going to do when the stone does appear, we shall then give the stone, uh, place it, and we will then use the um, water uh, of baptism just as part of this, the water we're going to use later on. And would you believe that water comes from the River Jordan? You might not believe me, but someone went on holiday a while ago and um, brought me back a whole bottle of water from the River Jordan. So now when I do baptisms, I can do baptisms with water from the River Jordan, which is, uh, which is where Jesus was uh, baptized. Great, Kiki, thank you very much indeed. That's good, for good timing. So we touch this stone on Michael's brow to pass on the prayers and good wishes of his community. May they mingle in his soul and provide consolation at all times in his life. May this stone be a perpetual memory of what we've recognized this day. And we touch you with the water of baptism from the River Jordan to represent the cleansing of your spirit. And we sign you with the sign of the cross to show that you take on the humility of service to that divine spirit at the source of all life. 
Um, so Kiki, you can join in with you at the bit. With, I didn't put Kiki here, but it should be really. So you, you do this bit. Each name symbolizes all that you are becoming. We honor the names given you by your parents. We release them into your history and acknowledge that the time has come to declare a new name. This name is the culmination of a journey of discovery and, at the same time, its beginning. By what name shall you be known? My name shall be Michael. My name is Michael. Again, louder. And one more time. Yeah. Fantastic. Congratulations, Michael. That's great. Excellent.